went to a club last night. Can we can we talk about this for a second? Hi, Sim. Hi. You're here as well. Why were you at a club last night? I was at a club last night because Alice and Janney is getting a star on Hollywood Boulevard tomorrow. Amazing. And so um, there was a party for her. So I went to a club for the first time in like 10 years. And I tell you what, do you know that song? Oh, don't, 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 don't. You know that... Um, I was in the club. Fifty Cent, I think. Okay, that the, sounds like because that also sounds like so many songs. <laughs> you realize that dun, most dun, songs have like there's like dun, five dun. beats that every dun, pop dun. song uses. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, I don't know, but it was Fifty Cent. Is that what you said? Yeah, but it was like I'm in the club. It's coming to in the club by Fifty Cent, which is a popular song back in 2003. Oh my god, you've never seen. Wait, why were they Your playing? friend on a Ferris dance harder. To, you were dancing to 50 Cent? I was dancing so hard to that 50 <laughs> Cent in the club song because I was like, I am in the club. <laughs> I haven't been in a club for so long. So were people nice to you? You were saying you... you... Yeah, yep. People were very nice, but right. I really needed their approval. Right. Everyone was very young. Yeah. And turns out everyone has sex. Wait, what do you mean by that? They're having I, sex in the club? so... Well, I... I don't, you know, I'm not much of an observer. Um, yes, you are. Not really. You know that. I couldn't tell you what color shirt you're wearing right now. Well, describe the atmosphere. Um, it, there was, it definitely, there was a point around two in the morning because I was out till almost three, which is so unlike so me. Right. You're usually in bed by 830. I know. Um, I know. I know. And that's because I, you know, I like to go to the clubs earlier <laughs> um well it's like the early bird special at the club <laughs> but what was different about this club experience as opposed to the I ones just, when you I, were at like two yeah. in the morning i remember looking around being like calling the uber and looking around and seeing all these incredibly hot people making out it was like everyone coupled off and it was packed but it was shocking to me that it seemed like everyone found a partner and it was like a weird, like, dosey do thing. Like, a, I don't know. And everyone was just like... But the club was rented out for a private party, well, theoretically. Well, yes. I like, I like how specific you get. At 11 p.m., <laughs> they opened up the doors to everybody. The, the public. Ah, all right. Oh, got okay. it. So it's not like it was Allison's friends. Right. That all she has, like, out. a bunch... Of, okay, got it. No, no. At, ele- like at 11, um, the young folk came in and, man, they're hot and they just hook up. Yeah, ah, I'm what's am- wrong with me? I'm amazed at the clothes. There's, there's. Sh- I mean, you see them lining up on Hollywood Boulevard. Their, their dresses are so shirts. They're not dresses. They're so short, and their and their heels are so tall. And I just look at them, and I get, I get cold. <laughs> I can't concentrate. Like when I see that in the club, I get, I get freezing looking it, at them. You mean because you're like I. Feel like I feel cold, cold for you. Cold. I feel like they're cold. I feel um, like why don't I have that kind of body confidence? Like where? Like where is where? Where? Where did I miss out on? Like the why can't? Why am I not comfortable showing my ass? Well, you're <laughs> maybe I am. Well, I mean, also you're an actor who's on in film and on television. So there's a certain like self-aware self-consciousness that comes with that. True, true, true. But even, you know, when I was in college or whatever, like I, I didn't, um, I went through like a period where I dressed kind of promiscuously, but I was never comfortable with, like I was always incredibly aware of sure 
the I don't know showing my body and sort of feeling that seems like, like a personality type I'm kind of the same is it a generational thing maybe you're young but here's the thing I've never I've always felt like an older you young do see, person Rachel Bloom everybody is an old soul I can yes. tell. <laughs> and yes. she's, she's going to talk in her old person. I'm going to talk like this. This is how old people sound to me. I don't know what voice this is. Bill Cosby. Uh, it sounded like Bill Cosby. Oh, no. Remember when we could do Bill Cosby impressions and it was fine? It was okay, but you that can't was do like, that anymore. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> nope. Oh, hey, hey Rachel Blue. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Amy's here. Hi, Amy. My girlfriend, Amy. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm such a big fan. Oh my! I've heard she is a huge fan. Also, congratulations on oh what whoa, something cool just happened. Yeah, she she uh, well, I don't know if I can say this on the air yet. Can I? Yeah, you can say it. She's about to become um, a United States attorney, a federal prosecutor, a very very elite, Fuck, elite yeah. position. So that's so impressive. Be putting away major Put away major bad Wall, guys like the Wall Streeters, yes, right? Hopefully. We'll see. Just the really bad people, but not me. No, no, you're not I'm a bad ba- person. I'm kind of bad. No, you're not. Oh, listen. Here, Amy, do you want some of this? Do you want some wine? I'm not drinking. Have some wine. Where'd you Where'd you go to uh, law school? Uh, UCLA. Nice. Proceed. <laughs> um, okay, so everyone, dear listeners, our sweet guest today is Rachel Bloom, who is brilliant. She um, is a producer, a writer, and an actress, and a singer, and a pet lover, and mm. uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with a Sagittarian because that's what I close. Am. And I don't Scorpio? know why... Clo- no, I'm an Aries, but I feel like Sagittarius oh. and Aries are hey. adjacent. Hell yeah. Are you a Sagittarius? I'm a Sag. I don't, I don't even know where to go from there. You know, one of <laughs> Chris's early pickup lines with me was, um, he walked me to my apartment door one time and he said, so I'm a Gemini and you're a Sagittarius and uh, um, I think those are the most compatible signs. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be fucking kidding me. I'm, you've probably already talked about this, but how did you how did you guys meet? We were cast in this as boyfriend and girlfriend in uh, in the same movie called in the same. Of course, it's the same movie. We were cast as boyfriend and girlfriend in different movies, um, but uh, experimental. <laughs> it was called Take Me Home Tonight, and uh, yeah, and oh, he great. he. We both grew up though. We didn't meet until. LA, but we both grew up like 15 minutes away from each other. So, in uh, I because I remember seeing your Top Chef episode, yes, in Washington, that was such yeah. a fun episode. Oh my god, that was a fucking crazy evening. That wait, so how good was the food? It was really fucking it was, good, it was really good, it okay. really, really was. And when they pressed us to like critique it, I felt so guilty, like I don't have anything to say, it was all so fucking amazing. And uh, but they kept sort of pressing us, but like, okay, but what were your like top three like you know, they, and I felt so terrible because I didn't want to critique anybody yeah um, so nothing was horrible no it was it was so it blew my mind I've been a big fan of the show but I was really blown away by how how amazing the food was it was a crazy night though because uh, our families were wasted and uh, there was like shit thrown over like I don't know <laughs> That's I don't amazing. think we're gonna get invited back to no I don't know <laughs> If you like, do get invited back, that's one of my favorite shows. So I would love to be there. So if you can take me you, with you, Sam. Okay. I knew that was. But like it's that. funny you watch that show and the way the judges talk about the food. You're like, are they eating dog shit? They're like, this is inedible. And it's, it's so nice mean. to hear you. You see how that everyone's clearly very qualified and an expert. It's like I don't think 
they're making dog shit. I just don't. I'm feel... sure it, it, we would love it. I'm sure whatever yeah. they make, we would be like, this is incredible. Oh, it was. It really was. It, I, I couldn't believe that we had to like somebody had to like pick a winner or something. I don't know. It was every every dish was so fucking good. But yeah, we probably won't get back and together because there was. Uh, listen, we were at a glass museum in Seattle with my <laughs> wasted family. Um, okay, so here are the questions I want to ask you. Oh, great, Rachel. Well, I, I kind of, should we get into serious stuff right now, or should we go to? No, let's, let's go to fun stuff. Okay, we'll go to fun. I stuff. I mean, I'm always down. I can go from serious to fun. I can be talking about cancer and then clowns in three seconds. <laughs> I do it. Cancer clowns. There, I did it. That was pretty good. Yeah. There was mm-hmm. nothing that was a conjuncture, Amy? Will you help no, me? I, no, no, no. Uh, uh, um, a conjunction. A conjunction. And I only remember that because of the Schoolhouse Rock song. <gasps> conjunction, junction, conjunction. What's, what's your, your hooking up yeah. phrases and making them function? <laughs> I, that's how I still remember the word conjunction. I, it's good. Which though. is, that was your first question, right? How, How do, do you, you remember, remember the word? <laughs> well, um, but, what do you mean by serious stuff? I don't understand what you oh, mean by some, that. Oh, some of these talking points at the top Yeah, here. let's talk about it. I, right, I really right, am right. curious. Yeah. Fine. Okay, okay, okay. He's so awesome. Mom, dad. Don't fight. Don't fight. Honey, we're getting a divorce. You're going to get used to it. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> this is how it. we communicate sometimes. I knew it. Um, okay, so here is my... Oh, I've got a bunch of questions for you, Rachel. Yeah. Um, so you are the... Co-creator, writer, producer. I went to the club last night. Um, yeah. Star of my crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, because you're involved in the production level, here's a, maybe it's a slightly offbeat question, but it's of huge importance to me. How did you pick your character name of oh, Rebecca Punch? No one's like, Asked, um, well, well, my, a plus for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wanted it was just so adjacent to who I was because the show. My co-creator, who's this woman, Aline Brosh McKenna, who's a really amazing screenwriter. She found, wrote Devil Wears Prada. She wrote the Devil Wears Prada. We bought a zoo. She's written so many things, and she found I've been doing these internet music videos for years, and she found them, and that's how we got together. And so she, the character was very much based kind of a mix of me and her but obviously personality wise me and so we just kind of wanted to naturally my alter ego is like Rebecca because I people often think my name is Rebecca and Why? then because Rachel and Rebecca are very similar names well, maybe. and we we're just like yeah Rebecca seems right and then we wanted to keep my initials just because it felt fun and I think Aline was like bunch it sounds like a raw doll character it sounds almost oh, magical. I'm so sorry. I thought it was punch, but it's bunch. Becca, punch. I oh, like I'm that too. I'm so sorry. I like that too. Um, it does sound like a Roald Dahl character. It does. Yeah. Where it's like Rebecca Bunch was very proud that she had the biggest oranges on the block. Well, and it also sounds, I don't know. I don't know if that like the, the, it sounds like a name of somebody who's really driven. 
who's like ambitious and who's like, I'm going to succeed in this fucking world. Yeah, it almost sounds like also the beginning of Harry Potter where it's like Rebecca Bunch spent every day doing the same thing, going to work, going home, going to work, going home. And occasionally she'd stop at her favorite deli to eat some uh, corned beef pies. But one day a wizard came down. Corn beef, beef pies. I don't know. I was just picturing what would she eat. No, I'm curious about yeah. Has anyone lo- ever done that? Corned beef pie? Mm. We, let's do it. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Look at Sim. He doesn't look he, no, you're not into corned beef pie. Why wouldn't I be? Alright, anyways, go ahead. Do you like a meat pie, Sim? Yes, I do actually. Let's talk about your show and camp. What camp did you go to? Oh, oh, okay, cool. Cause, Sorry. Because also it could have been camp oh, as in no, just no, like no. the genre. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Which my show definitely draws. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not camp at all. I never, me personally, I never went to an overnight summer camp. Partially because my parents, I think, wouldn't have allowed me to. My Why? parents were pretty overprotective. Oh. But they were just scared. And also I wanted to do theater and so I did a lot of like community theater day camp yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Yep. doing a play. But my husband went to overnight summer camp every year for, I don't know, eight years. And that's where he met most of his best friends. Yeah, camp is a whole fucking thing. Did you go to camp? I went to camp. But I hated it. But then I became a camp counselor. And that was the best job I've ever had. And I wasn't paid. But having uh-huh. like 12, 13 girls that are around eight nine years old adore you yeah like without having to do anything yeah you feel pretty fucking rad and were you like 16 17 yeah and i was like nobody's liked me like this before come on you little bitches go to to bed (laughs) and then i was like fine here's a rollo (laughs) i was also a camp counselor i'd never you were camp well i i'd never been to summer camp and i need to make money and so i was uh in college a camp counselor at idlewild arts camp which is in California. It's like the mm-hmm. interlocking of California. And I was a, a counselor there and it was the best. Interesting. Right? It was awesome because I could, cause I was a musical theater major. So I could go to like, they had these practice rooms in the woods cause it was an arts camp. And so I could play piano in the woods and stuff. But then the other counselors were so clicky. No weird. I mean, they were lovely people, but some of them, I mean, it was a real cast of characters. It was like, um, a guy from Oklahoma who did graffiti art, but then would was also like an intense born again Christian, and would always lecture me about the rapture and like why I was going oh. to hell. But like we, but then he would quote Family Guy a ton, and so I'd laugh at that. And so we were friends. There were a lot of religious people. There was this one girl had a ton of piercings, was was bi, but was um, becoming a preacher. And I remember we were watching Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, and when Aslan the Lion died she started crying it was a whole group oh and then there was this guy who well this is i don't know how much time we have but this was pretty great so i get to the camp to be a counselor and i realized there's this guy named matt who's deaf he's a deaf counselor i'm like awesome he's deaf great cool progressive wonderful but i also knew he was a music major he was he played the bassoon and was a music major and i was like okay i guess it's like a the bassoon? A Beethoven savant type thing that he's just really good. And 
so so I knew that. And then a couple weeks into camp, everyone goes, hey, Rachel, Matt has something he wants to tell us. And we get into a room. And he goes, yeah, guys, I'm not deaf. <laughs> oh, my God. And, we're, and, and, and he's like, I'm doing my thesis on how society treats what? the dead. Wow. And no so I'm way. going to be now writing about how you all treat me now that you know I'm not deaf. As opposed to when I was deaf. You're kidding me. And he says, and I'm going to be doing it with the kids. It's a social experiment. Uh, they've given me the okay. And so for the rest of the summer, he pretended to be deaf. That is so fucked up. With yeah. the kids. But towards the end of summer, he got lazy with it. He, Because <laughs> he was doing sound. He was speaking like he was deaf. He'd be like, but but like he'd be, he'd be making sounds like he was a deaf person. You know, approximating, like speaking, but you couldn't hear. But... I, I someone one time heard one of the kids be like, "Hey guys, I think I heard Matt talking, like he wasn't deaf. Like he just kind of started. He almost put on a deaf dialect that Ugh. he started to get lazier this and is lazier. Worse and worse. Yeah. This might be the worst about... person in the world. No, no, Do you he was very. Fuck this guy. No, he was. He was very. <laughs> <laughs> he was very sweet. Also, he was, he was very gay. Um, and then I have this weird memory. We all went to L.A. Because we were counselors at Idlewild and we spent a day and we went to L.A. and we went to Hollywood Boulevard because when you're not from – I'm from the suburbs, but I'm not from L.A. proper. When you're a tourist, you don't quite understand that no one actually hangs out on Hollywood Boulevard. But we're walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard. I like it that you're like – We're like – I'm really shaking my shoulders. We're walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard and I – we went to – first of all, we went to a store where he bought leather chaps. He was really into leather. This was after he'd come out as – not deaf. And he's... Wait, I'm still hung up on the sure. bassoon. I mean, he was full on like a bassoon major. It was all very confusing. And then I watched him get his... um. Is it, was it septum? The thing in between your nostrils? I, I just... I remember him and some other people. The same place he bought the leather chaps, he went to a piercing shop. And I watched him get his septum pierced. And I'm just like... He was a pretty tough dude. I think he was probably what some would categorize as a bear... And I watched his eyes involuntarily tear up. It was a weird summer. I kind of want him in my life now. He's, I, you know, I'm, God, what's his last Do you know, name? I used to go to fraternities in college. Sim, I don't know if you know this about me. No. And because I looked young and not in a hot way, but just young, just like in a stupid way. And <gasps> um, like in a headgear way. You were um, wearing headgear in college? No, but I had just gotten out of it. Oh. So just post yeah. headgear. Okay. I know that euphoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would go to fraternities and I would tell people fraternity, I would go to these parties. And did, I told you this before. Maybe. Maybe. We'll keep going. Anyway, I would say that I was the little sister of a tridelt that I was 15 because my whole social experiment was like, are these dudes going to try to fuck me? It, knowing that I'm oh. maybe So 15. wait, what happened then? What, what yeah, are dudes would be like, dude, she's fucking 15. Oh my God. And I'd be like, mm, more beer, please. Would they make a pass? Yeah, yeah. Really? And then would eventually when you got in the bedroom, would you be like, psych, oh. I'm 18 and I'm arresting you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would just run away. Oh, I just okay. would run, run back to my dorm. <laughs> it never actually got that far. It was just my weird social experiment where I was like, 
I'm going to be a little sister of a Tridel. So it was almost like <laughs> it's like half the premise of Dexter where you'd lure bad guys, but instead of, yeah. of saran wrapping them and killing them, you just run away. Run away. You're like, yeah, I can't. Uh, back to my dorm. Either Haggett or McMahon. Where did you go to school? University of Washington. Oh. And we have a, it's a big school and there was, there was a lot of like a huge Greek system there. And I, and I um, lived in the dorms, but I had a lot of anger. It was a very angry time of my life. I still have a bit of anger, not quite as much, but um, yeah, anyway, angry time in my life and I uh, decided to lash out because of an ex-boyfriend at the Greek system because, oh. yes, my uh, Josh on your show was uh, my ex and I went to school to University of Washington for him and he joined oh. a fraternity and then he immediately broke up with me and I was like, Vengeance is mine. Oh, so then it was like, I'm going to take this weird kind of like vengeance on the whole frat system. Yes. But then you couldn't go through with it, like exactly. actually taking off. That's so interesting. Is it? Yeah, no, that's or, really interesting. No, it's really lame. No, that's because <laughs> it's, it's like you wanted to place your aggression lame. somewhere, but you're not inherently an aggressive person. And so you'd almost get aggressive, <laughs> yeah. but then just like run away. Like I'm going to trick them. And you know what? It, it was like this idea of like, they're going to prove... People are going to prove to me that my low expectations of them are correct, mm-hmm. which is a terrible way to go through life. And well, you moved, you went to a college for a dude, and he dumped you. If of course you were upset. Yeah, but I shouldn't. I mean, if someone were to approach me with a low expectation, I would totally fulfill their worst expectations of me. Probably what? like I'm doing right now. What are you talking about? Makes no sense. You're very no. nice. Thank you. What's, I mean, what would what would the lowest? What do you think people? Well, what I would their lowest expectation be? Well, I get away a lot with having blonde hair. People assume, and I know this because I've had I've had very dark hair. I've mm-hmm. dyed my hair really dark, and in the past for roles or whatever, and people have treated me completely different. Well, give me an me. example of that. Um. Well, so you know when I was doing Scary Movie one and two. Mm-hmm. By <laughs> the way, <laughs> scare. I have to say, <laughs> Scary Movie was the first. I want to say R-rated movie I ever saw in theaters. Oh God, I'm my, so sorry. No, my parents took me. I was, oh you, I was what? I was middle. I was in middle school. What? Oh my God! I have never. I fell out of my seat laughing. <laughs> Wait, your parents didn't let you go to overnight summer camp. Yeah, but they, they but they, yes. I don't, I don't, movie. and I don't know what the logic. I think because it was a spoof movie, and like I'd already watched Airplane and Naked Gun, and they were like, oh, that's like these movies, except obviously a lot dirtier. But like, <laughs> were they appalled? Um, no, like... You didn't feel uncomfortable be sitting next to them? I wasn't next to them. I was sitting in the front row separately from them. I remember the moment... I remember so many parts of that movie. You do? When I remember... Oh, God. You're fantastic in that movie. I <laughs> I remember when he... There's like a glory hole situation and a guy gets... Uh, I want to say <laughs> speared through the head with a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never... To this day... I laughed so hard... I fell out of the movie theater, <laughs> movie theater seat. I, I laughed so hard. Like, it was such an important experience. Oh, I love scary Thank movie in theaters. I, I love But the you. audience Thank was roaring, you. but like, it's the hardest I've ever laughed. And also, it was really cool to see, it was really cool to see like, you know, the fact that you were the lead, to see like a girl being like brassy and telling jer- dirty jokes because I feel like when you're a girl who wants to be kind of the class clown, people are like, just shh, calm down, calm down. There's a little of that. I I love it that you say that. I was so not in on the joke, really. At the time, yeah. 
I was like, okay, so I'm getting sprayed to the ceiling with sperm, <gasps> but is that is that like kind of a is that a funny moment or is that sort of like a scary moment? That moment was was <laughs> that moment the sex scene in that movie I remember was confusing for me. Well, also because I was just entering puberty, so I was like, what should I be feeling? My first job in Hollywood. I had to wear a fucking crazy cage on my vagina with a huge ass like bush oh, right. that bats came out of. <laughs> like, I guess if that doesn't break you in, right? <laughs> where you know where else? Yeah, there's there's nowhere else to turn. You're just fucked. You were in the middle of a story and I interrupted to tell you about oh. my experience with scary movies. No, no, no. But the, no, I can't remember. What, oh, just I guess like the boyfriend, I don't know, college stuff. But 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 very much like your show um it, it I think I was asking Sim earlier and I'm wondering if you and I want to get into some fun stuff here in a second, but do you think that women feel the pull and and sort of I don't know, I hate to use like pull and tug as like the verbs here, but of young love more than men. Um, Like does it resonate more in our lives than it does for men? Well, I think from what I know, because Aline and I have done a fair amount of research on this. I mean, women mature faster than boys. So I think that like, I remember completely agree. I mean, my first crush, my nice first, job, Sim, my first really way to <laughs> score one for the women. Good job. What a feminist. He's a fem- I was just, about to tell him about um, he's he, such a dick. <laughs> Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, my first crush was when I was like nine and I remember it being a very emotionally mature crush. So I think the women mature, quicker than boys and women I don't know short of that I've known guys who did some pretty emotional crazy things on there I mean my my husband had a very emotional relationship with his high school college uh girlfriend in ways that like mirror mine so I think that just girls do, it starts earlier for them so there's more baggage or is it like and, and to your point, though, is there is it more of like, um, do we feel the intensity of rejection, um, like at an early age, more than men do? So, you know, like we're sort of the early on bracing of rejection helps us be good fighters, um, but does you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, getting rejected from my like the guys that I liked mm-hmm. has definitely informed me as a person. And oh, I yeah. don't know if that's the same. I don't know. Is it the same for you, Sam? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yes, absolutely. Really? Of course. Every, every time I get rejected. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's different in the sense that I'm always, I've always been fighting. Like, I've always said, okay, if this person doesn't like me, well, I'll just go on to the next person. Of course, it completely hurts, but... I guess for me, it was always more of like a competition thing. Well, that's the thing is that I wonder if if it's more of um, – because I think that at least I internalized the rejection more than, let's say, you know, Chris or, you know, my previous relationships when they would talk about their past experiences. It wasn't as I wouldn't, much of I wouldn't internalize. I wouldn't well, internalize it. I would, I, wouldn't, I would absolutely just try to brush it off and move on to the next you thinking that – Well, so that's, hoping, but that's the thing is men – I think this – Women are, for all of the problems being woman, whatever, we are raised like it's okay for us to feel our feelings as opposed to young boys in this country are raised, you know, to be a man about it, like move on, brush it off. And mm-hmm. I think that that's partially why men repress things more, just want to move on. It still it's hurts. Not, it still hurts. It still hurts, but you kind of like bury it in ways yeah. that yes. women or make excuses or, for okay it. for it's us to the feel. woman's yeah. fault. Like she right. was flawed. She was stupid. And that's Whereas, what we do. We would make excuses for it. I was, like I, I romanticize right. the people that have rejected me. Right. He was so hot. I wasn't hot enough. You well, know? that's also mm-hmm. a status thing where it's like we're, I mean, it's like, oh, well, there must be something wrong with me because he dump me there's an internalizing of it it more that seems to happen with women but i think that guys there's just so much pressure on men not to be emotional that i think that stuff gets buried in ways that women don't have to bury it but if a guy got emotional isn't that a major turnoff it depends on how emotional i guess um it just depends on the situation let's say you're going through a breakup or about to go through a breakup we're having a breakup conversation and and he and and you're still unclear if you should break up, but he gets completely emotional where he gets to the point where he's needy and he needs and he wants you and he says something crazy like, I can't live without you. Is that a turnoff or is that something that's that's something that's you need to consider and think that <laughs> you already told one of my exes. I said, Mommy's gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> because he said that same thing. To really? Me. Yes. I br- for the record, uh, I've never said that to anyone. No, of course you wouldn't. Did he call yeah. you mommy? No, no. But he said, like, I'm going to die without you. But, but, it, but it was a more manipulative tactic than what oh, you're so describing. Oh, so he wasn't being heartfelt. He was being completely he was manipulative. Like, yeah, he was like. Okay, well, that's different. Like, I, that's completely like, different. And after that, I was like, I just want a man who can make a dentist appointment. Uh-huh. I love that. Mommy's gone. <laughs> Mommy's gone. Mommy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Cruel bitch when I want to be. But no, but no, but I hear, I, sorry, that was a sidetrack because I, I think that you're describing a different person than. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It depends on the person. Also, for so many years, my natural type was emotionally withdrawn men and that that's a like whole thing of why I went for that. And so they wouldn't. Hot, but angry. Hot. I loved a hot and angry. I I went for like really, really, really lanky, skinny, 
borderline malnourished mm. looking people. Oh, and I, I love I a man who can fit I into just my jeans. For like really skinny, <laughs> like really, really, really skinny. Um, I want my hips to be way wider. Than <laughs> yes, totally. And now, well, when and my we're husband spooning. is not. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's funny. And my husband is 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 not. My husband's very broad shouldered. I feel it's, very protected. It's awesome. My husband's actually built like has the same kind of framing as your husband. Just like kind of yeah, broad, just like broad yeah, shoulders. Yeah. Like like when he like if my husband lifts weights, he can get muscle very easily. Yeah. We always say like in in the shtetl, his family must have been like bricklayers. Yeah. Because he's built to like lift like lift cinder blocks. Yeah, yeah. And Sim, you're tall and strong, which is unusual. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You are. And th- that's it, it's a, it's sort of a bit of an anomaly in this town a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how tall you. are you, man? Uh, I'm not that. T- I'm like six one barely. That's tall. Okay, he's tall. Very impressive. Right. Tall. Thanks. Do you ever not say to your, Do you ever look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, I'm tall." <laughs> he does. I, he does. I don't. I'm not that tall. I wish I would rather say I'm strong, but I'm. You know, I, I started Rise Nation classes, by the way. So I'm excited about What's that. What's that? It's like that new workout in West Hollywood. Why am I giving them a plug? I need to work out. Ugh, I don't have time. Not. Nobody has time. Do you let's work, do you do work no, out? Fuck no. You don't? No. You're so skinny though. I, you know what? The multi-cam world, yeah. it's a workout every day. The hours uh-huh. are short, but it is a truly a workout. We are racing around all day long rehearsing, which is so thrilling, but I've never, I've never lost weight on a job before. Oh, wow. And this is a, the first job where it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Nobody wants to know. Well, and as I told you, I saw a taping of Mom. Yeah. Like a year and a half, so two years ago. No, I wanted to go because it's my... Um, I'm very behind on TV, but it still is the only multicam I watch. Really? Yeah. Um, I love it. I'm Thank you. I'm a season behind, but I love it because I'm behind on everything. Um, <laughs> I get scared watching myself. Anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Did you ever but- sit in on the editing room? No. No? No. No, not interested. No. But wait, so wait. But I want to know about multicam. Like, or is that does that world intrigue you? Yeah, because it's theater. Yeah, and so that was that's what was cool about it is, I mean, you and Allison too. Who I, and I've since met Allison. I met her at a Hollywood Reporter roundtable, and I was so tickled by how just cool she was. Oh, isn't she the best? I mean, both you and she are just super down to earth, awesome. She, I could see in Silver Lake just. Just Will you chilling out, people. Can we can we do like a um a sort of a remake of um what was that old Golden Girls? Sure. When we're like, can that be our like retirement old, plan? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Thanks. Well, so a remake of Golden Girls starring the three of you in like what forty years? Forty. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's our yeah it's our backup plan. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got I'll, it. Let's I'll do it. I'll my do twist is we're gonna be on a yacht. Oh. In the Florida Keys. I love I mean, that. It still has to be, you know, Miami, Florida. Sure, sure, world. sure, sure. A yacht. Oh, and we've got this great guy, Sim. He's our butler. So I think so. <laughs> so I, I just in the original pilot of Golden Girls, there was a really sassy gay cook that oh, they oh phased out so Estelle Getty could have all his lines. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually mid pilot, there's an act break. I, okay, I want to say I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, but. There's an act break where everyone's gasping, including the gay cook. And when you get back from the act break, Rue McClanahan's hair has changed. It's clearly a reshoot that they didn't care about. And the gay cook has disappeared. 
It's literally like, end of the act, no more gay cook. And he's never seen again. And, oh, no. and the poor guy, like, this was his massive break. And they were like, ah, we'll so just give his barbs to a still gay. It was so funny and sad at the same so time. So you could be the sassy, well, yeah, yeah. you know, cook, but we could, we wouldn't cut you. Well, oh, you know, Sim, you'd do have your to Indian accent. <laughs> Sim, come on. Do your Indian act. Ask ask us if the old lady. I am not supporting you. Sim, 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 Sim. Sim, Sim, say. Say, say. No, no, Sim, please say, hey, you old hags, who wants Vindaloo? Hey, you old hags, who wants Vindaloo? I do. Oh. I don't think I've ever been more. You've never been on a racist podcast before. Conflicted by laughing. I know, I know, I know. Because I have to say, that was charming. Was it? It was really charming. Well, we get away with the accent when he insults us. You old hags who wants Vindaloo? Oh God! That sounds like a line that I think my character would say. I yeah. I mean, it really does. Right? Yeah. Oh man! Uh, can, you, can you also say? Oh no! Oh no! <gasps> um, you're giving us a dance lesson. <laughs> what? And all you, I just say like all you have to do is pretend to undo. Oh, uh, to, uh, would you like to, to learn no, how wait, to wait, dance? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but but then but then okay, describe what to do, and but then say, oh, but you old hags, I know you can't change a light bulb anyway. Ah, uh, okay, okay, very simple. Okay. <laughs> Put your arms up like you're screwing two light bulbs in. Let's do it. Let's screw the light bulbs in. Now shake your head. Screw the light bulbs in, everybody. Now move your shoulders. Oh, you old hags can't do it. You old hags can't screw light bulbs. Did you guys pre-write this? Because this is just really working. This is so offensive. This is I so just, fucking I would offensive. just like to say that um, I think your culture is very rich. Rachel Bloom and, um, uh, and, and defends I, uh, Indian Americans. Um, uh, Anna Ferris like is unqualified. Uh, uh, well, Anna Ferris fucking insults them. No. Uh, uh, a I, nation of 300 billion people. It's so and Anna no, doesn't no, let yes. Rachel talk. What? Yes, you are. Yes, go what ahead. What generation are, are, are you? My parents are both Indian. I was born and raised in New York. Got yeah. It. Yes. That's Anyways. where my psychiatrist is. My psychiatrist is a New York raised uh, Indian. Oh, really? Uh, you wow. couldn't have said a more LA thing. I know. He's really cool. <laughs> and he surfs every day. Wait, will great. you say that again? But uh, kind of like with like vocal fry. Mm. Okay. My psychiatrist is an Indian from New York and his parents are from India and he surfs every day. That's so cool. It sounds like he's really spiritual. He's really. <laughs> It sounds like he's giving you great guidance. He he really does. Did you ever read E Pray Love? No. But I bring it to every session and he doesn't like me doing it. Oh my god, nobody fucks like an Indian psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I hope I hope he hears this. And it'll be very very awkward. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, so now let's go to a little bit of a game. Great. Who is the worst boyfriend? Cal Hockley from Titanic. Oh, Billy Zane's or uh-huh. Justin Bieber. Cal from Titanic, just because like there is a part of me that still likes stodgy, emotionally repressed. Was he British? Well, and guess what? You get to have your titties painted. Yeah. By a stowaway. And I he's like, he's mad, but he's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah. to have your titties painted? What does that even mean? By a But she doesn't paint her titties? No, no, but he's it's cool. It's the whole he's, kitten caboodle. He's if you're mad, dating but him. he's cool with it. You know what I mean? He still like wants her back or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. You know I think you meant like okay, I'm thinking of like the painting for some... Oh, I'm thinking of some... No, remember yeah. when um, Kate Winslet gets her titties painted by, uh, by Leonardo DiCaprio? Leonardo DiCaprio does not paint her titties. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he no, does. he doesn't. He sketches her 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 naked body. <laughs> he sketch. He put, yeah. He, he made yeah. a painting like yeah. a nude a portrait painting, painting of whatever. her titty. Oh, you're right. Oh, I don't think she was saying that he literally physically paints. That's on what her I breasts. meant. Like like you know, Sports Illustrated models oh. have their whole oh, literal Sim is what we call them. Hey Sim, wow, will yes. you do? Your, <laughs> will you say in an Indian accent? I am so literal. <laughs> I am so literal. I did not know that. I just. I thought, I thought that he was actually painting her titties. I just want to say. For all of the think pieces that are about to be written on this podcast, I just want to say I was I was it's never okay. requesting it's okay. him. I'm to Indian. Do- it's okay. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. You have nothing to worry about. It's it's all me. But I. But oh yeah. No, I'm so with you though, Cal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Same as that. Would that be your choice, or would do you want the beeb? Um, well, I I think Cal's a complete asshole. He's sure. a complete dick, and he's a complete. He's controlling. Yeah, and he's manipulative, and yeah. yeah. But you like that? But yeah. All right, all right. Well. Don't you guys? Yeah, there's something. I, I go for the like the stoic, proper man. Yeah, who smokes a pipe, and he, you know, we're in traveling first class. Who? Okay, let me, let me ask you this: Who should Kate has Winslet ever been built? Who should Kate Winslet have picked? Justin Bieber? No, or- no, no. Between Leo, between Leo and Billy Zane, which one? Billy. Oh, you interesting. You would have picked you would have picked Billy over Leo? Listen. Well, it wouldn't been, have been a choice if she was ever deciding between the two of them. It wouldn't have been She put, was she was she was openly disgusted by Billy Zane. Did she have her own money? No, that's the whole thing is they were poor. And her mother says, "Do you want me to have to become a seamstress? This guy's rich. We're women. This is what we do." 
It was for money. I forgot that. And then he wanted, and then the whole movie he kept um, trying to get her to have sex with him. So Billy. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we have. All right. Well. I'm a whore. (laughs) Haven't we all known this? I did fucking scary movie. (laughs) (laughs) But actually the most satisfying part of my favorite rainy day movie, Overboard, is when you find out at the very end that it's all hers. All the money is hers. Oh, right. That's your favorite part? Of course. Sim, I'm greedy. You know, <laughs> yes, you've known yeah. me a yeah, no, it's a, we, we all are. We all are. Yeah. Well, we live in L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greedy. Greedy. Yeah. Yeah. While trying to be creative. You know, don't we want it all? Can we ever have it? Um, okay, so now <laughs> Kim Jong-un or King Joffrey. Um, I'm going to say, uh, Kim Jong-un just because I want to show my support of, of, uh, Asian people and that Asian men are attractive. Wow. Also, King Joffrey's just too easy. Well, yeah, well, wait, is it, is it, has anything to do with your show because you're, uh, yeah. because he's Asian on the show? It's given me like a new, cause we made the love interest Asian on my show and, and just cause like that was what we were feeling with the character and. We didn't do it consciously because of the stereotypes of the, you know, desexualization of Asian men. But now it's something that I have on my mind a lot. Yep. I notice it and I see it. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Kim Jong-un well, because you know he's what? very masculine. Here's the thing, though, also, is that I feel like with your sweet, seductress ways, <laughs> you could maybe whisper into his ear like, Yeah, I think I could change some things. I mean, King Joffrey is truly sadistic. I think Kim Jong-un, you know, is someone under the pressure of his father. And I think I think there's some little there's some little um some little underbelly to be scratched. Okay, Don Draper or Walter White? Oh god. Wow. That's actually a tough one. That's a tough one because hmm. Oh, Draper's dick is just probably covered in sores. <laughs> I mean, he's so riddled with diseases. I think I'm going to have to go with Walter White just for my own sexual health. Also, though, there is an argument to be made about Walter White's sort of, even though he's like, he's his moral compass is like kind of crazy, it's not necessarily with women. He's a family oh. man. No, he is, he's devoted he never to his family. Che- he never cheated on his nope. wife the whole series. Right. All he's doing is providing for his family. Spoiler alert if, you, if anyone's behind <laughs> waiting for that moment that he fucks someone. Now he doesn't cheat on his wife. I'm watching this to see Walt get his dick wet. But wait a minute, though. Don Draper's apartment, season five. On it's a great apartment. Yeah. He's going to cheat on you. You know that. I, yeah. Maybe that's a positive. I don't know. They're both. She's I, got four husbands. Yeah, I have four husbands and they're They've all survivors. They've all survived the Holocaust. <laughs> you know, it's rough. It's a rough. It's a rough household. Well, here's the thing: you're gonna go if you're gonna go for looks. If you're gonna go for attractiveness, then obviously it's Don Draper, right? Mm, yeah, Cranston's a handsome he's, man. Yeah, they're both oh, interesting. Very okay, they're both very. very um, handsome. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the, the fully shaven thing is not my thing. Yeah, it's 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 a toss up. I'd like to just watch them go at it. <laughs> Rachel Bloom wants to watch Don Draper and Walter White have sex. Oh my God, two anti heroes like having their first homosexual experiences with the other? 
how amazing would that scene be? Because they would fight over like who, you know, who gets. I feel like they'd be very silent but angry. You know? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Silent but angry, but also like they're. Well, I guess Drapers of. I want to say they were both of equal physical strength because it was the '60s, so no one worked out. And Drapers an alcoholic. True. true. And Walter White's on his feet a lot making true. meth, but also true. doesn't work out. Also, he has cancer. And I just True. think it would be a really, really, really hot. I like where you're going. I feel like I kind of want to see it like a 69 scene. Interesting. So that I wouldn't want well, one, one to be on top, one to be well, on like, top. You what, know what I mean? The like, interesting thing I is they judge. would be fighting who gets to be the penetrator and the penetrated. And they would both have cases for why... But but it would then be interesting to see who acquiesces and is like you know what I actually and then they enjoy it and they're like oh my god this is great I've never uh, I've never felt my prostate before. So wait, you're <laughs> as a producer, you're yeah. not on board with the sixty nine. Well, or? it's in, I think it, it's an interesting. I think it's the conclusion they'd come to, literally, <laughs> the conclusion they'd come to, because it's an equal it's an equal power balance. Yes, I like this. Side note: I really have to pee. Can I pee? Yes, because I've been drinking. Hey, why, don't, why don't we? Why don't we do this? Yeah, why don't we take a break? Take a five. A five-minute break. I'm just gonna be totally. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 